0: on headline all right let's take a look at what major issues are making the headlines today on focus on headline for this uh, joining us in the studio it's been a while since the sochi sisters <laughs> have been together gwenzoa cheji joins us in the studio good uh evening to you guys
1: good evening, good evening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's weird. It's been a while since yes. the uh, the two have been together. <laughs> well, it's uh, we've got a, certainly a, a packed day of news today. We're going to start things off, of course. Uh, the big news, the bilateral summit between President Yun Yeol and his Japanese counterpart. Uh, we're talking about uh, F- uh, Prime Minister Fumio Kishida this on Wednesday. Uh, with the main attention having been on the planned release of wastewater from the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant. Now, the consensus was initially that there wasn't going to be a whole lot of things to be discussed or that there's going to be no, new developments on that front. We have some interesting remarks uh, from the bilateral summit there. So, so you're going to start us off, fill us in on the uh, talks between the two leaders.
1: Sure. So South Korea's President Yoon Suk yeol had a number of requests to Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida in regards to the release of treated radioactive water from the crippled Fukushima nuclear power plant. Uh, and uh, that was made during a 30-minute one-on-one in Lithuania's capital Vilnius on Wednesday on the sidelines of the NATO summit. And uh, President Yoon also uh, asked uh, for Japan to ensure that South Korean experts are included in the monitoring process of the release, Uh, that meaning the entire planned process and also to share the process in real time. He also called on the prompt halt of the discharge in case something goes wrong, such as if radioactivity exceeds standard levels, and also called on Tokyo to notify. Seoul immediately in such a case. President Yoon underlined to put the safety and health of citizens at the top of Tokyo's priority in the process. Prime Minister Kishida reportedly promised to do everything possible to ensure the release would not harm the health of the Japanese and South Korean people as well as their environment. He also vowed to reveal the results of Tokyo's monitoring in a swift and transparent manner and to immediately stop the release in the case radiation levels exceed limits that are deemed safe. President Yoon, meanwhile, also mentioned he respects the International Atomic Energy Agency's recent review that concluded that Japan's planned release of treated wastewater is in line with global safety standards. Now, that part was what Japan's press release put at the forefront, uh, actually, rather than President Yoon's requests that I just mentioned. So it was more about uh, President Yoon respecting the IAEA report and that the two countries will continue their close communication on the matter. Uh, and uh, that they will, it looks like. As South Korea's presidential office on Thursday announced there will be working-level follow-up discussions on the wastewater release. Pak koo the first deputy chief of the Office for Government Policy Coordination, that said that this will happen, quote-unquote, as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, even in the uh, the previous uh, bilateral summits held between the two leaders, I mean, the one thing that President Yoon had requested from Japan and uh, Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida all this time was transparency and I think even from uh, you know, the government standpoint is we want transparency was number one but of course the kicker here is uh, president you're requesting that uh, South Korean experts be a part of this uh, I guess the the investigation portion of things and if of course Japan says okay uh, certainly this will alleviate a lot of the concerns uh, from the South Korean side but uh, what else was discussed? as uh, discussed aside from the discharge of the wastewater <laughs>
1: Well, the two sides also highly assessed their shuttle diplomacy uh, and assessing it as showing tangible results. As we know, the shuttle diplomacy was restored early this year and that happened for the first time in 12 years. In fact, this time was already the sixth summit between uh, President Yoon Seok-yeol and Prime Minister Fumio Kishida and uh, they decided to continue the talks on that front and uh, they uh, also Agreed to continue their discussions on the diplomatic front. So when it comes to security culture and exchange of human resources as well as economy and uh, in particular regarding the economy the two agreed to kick off a high level bilateral economic consultation body and they said uh, they will do that within this year Uh, of course uh, north korea was also discussed uh, with both leaders having denounced Pyongyang's intercontinental ballistic missile launch, and uh, also mentioning that this was a clear violation against UN Security Council resolutions. Uh, meanwhile, the two also welcomed uh, U.S. President Joe Biden's um, proposal of a trilateral summit in Washington, D.C.
0: Of course, the uh- in regards to the summit talks between the leaders of South Korea and Japan, there has always been sort of uh, conflicting responses and opinions from uh, the rival parties, uh, the ruling and the opposition party, certainly seems the same way with this one as well. But also, uh, you had the ARF set to kick off today. Foreign ministers of the two countries are also expected to hold a meeting uh, there. Chihi you have more on this. All
2: right. So reactions to the outcome of the South Korea-Japan summit on the discharge of contaminated water from Japan's Fukushima nuclear plant were divided, like you said. So uh, to be specific, while the... Sp- P- spokesperson for the People's Power Party said that the talks achieved what could realistically be achieved. The spokesperson for the Democratic Party accused the government of abandoning the safety of its citizens, even though it was the last chance to express uh, the country's position. Now, on the sidelines of the ASEAN Regional Forum in Jakarta, Indonesia, which uh, kicked off today, a meeting between South Korean Foreign Minister Pak Jin and a Japanese Foreign Minister Hayashi Yoshimasa is expected to take place. And as South Korea's uh, President Yoon suk conveyed his country's request for the ocean discharge of uh, the contaminated water from the Fukushima nuclear power plant to Jap- Japan's prime minister, uh, Fumio Kishida, during yesterday's bilateral summit, the foreign minister's meeting is also expected to be a follow-up of this issue. Minister Park will also attend the SEN uh, ROK and SEN Plus 3 meetings today and the East Asia Summit and ASEAN Regional Security Forum foreign ministers meeting tomorrow as well. And uh, this afternoon at the ASEAN plus three meetings, representatives from Japan, South Korea and China were present. uh, And it was interesting to see whether uh, China, which had opposed Japan's discharge of polluted water, uh, will formally raise the issue of contaminated water or not. And uh, uh, foreign Minister Park Jin is also expected to seek bilateral and multilateral meetings with foreign ministers from other countries, including the United States, uh, China, uh, the uh, European Union, United Kingdom, during the meeting as well. And uh, China's Foreign Minister Chingang was replaced by Wang Yi, a member of the Chinese commun- Communist Party's uh, Central Political Bureau. And uh, it was also interesting, interesting to see if he could build momentum for the restoration of of uh, bilateral ties with uh, South Korea's Park Jin and separately South Korea and Japan are expected to hold bilateral and trilateral talks respectively uh, to focus on ways to coordinate efforts to respond to North Korea's provocations as well uh, such as the launch of an intercontinental ballistic missile all
0: right uh, let's uh, delve deeper into diplomacy because as Chi uh, mentioned this is quite interesting because uh, Seoul's top diplomat Park Jin uh, he is not going to hold a meeting with his current counterpart as in China's Foreign Minister Gong, and as she mentioned that uh, was replaced uh, with former Foreign Minister Wang Yi now we know that although uh, continuous talks between uh, the diplomats of Seoul and uh, Tokyo is important but uh, all the more important right now especially because of the tensions and uh, we had some uh, diplomatic row between the two sides as well uh, the Seoul Beijing talks are gonna be very important so so what can we expect in these talks Right. So,
1: uh, as we mentioned, uh, Park Jin is expected to meet with uh, Wang Yi, who's the current head of the ruling Communist Party's Central Commission for Foreign Affairs. But he's been a long-time foreign minister, and many may be even more familiar yeah. with him uh, in uh, in comparison to Qin Gang. So, it's not much going to be much different from a bilateral foreign minister's meeting, is what uh, pundits are saying, especially with all the expertise that um Wang Yi has. And uh, China's foreign Ministry meanwhile said uh, state councillor and foreign minister Qin Gang cannot attend this ASEAN ministerial meeting because of health reasons. Now sources from both South Korea and China said Wednesday that the two sides are in talks to have a meeting between Pak and Yi arranged on the occasion of the ARF in Jakarta Thursday and Friday. Uh, The meeting is reportedly not fixed yet but both sides reportedly see eye to eye uh, in that a high-level meeting is needed. Seoul's top diplomat upon arrival in Jakarta hinted uh, to reporters that there is expected to be a natural opportunity for a meeting. Uh, That one I just translated from the Korean uh, version of what he said, so Mm -hmm. probably maybe it could be a casual opportunity. And he added, uh, we are pursuing the development of relations based on mutual respect and reciprocity with China, and that he believes there will be discussions to continue to to develop Seoul-Beijing ties. And uh, there was also a similar response uh, coming from Beijing, as its foreign ministry spokesperson Wang Wonbin in a regular briefing said the two sides are maintaining communication through diplomatic channels to hold bilateral exchanges during a series of ASEAN-related foreign ministers' meetings. So why do they both see the need to get together? It's probably because recently we've been seeing the U.S. and China talking again. Uh, recently meetings were held between U.S. and China, uh, with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken making a trip to China and also U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen being there as well. Also, Korea and China have lots of issues at hand that need to be dealt with. Uh, They haven't had held high-level talks for a while, and uh, that over visa issuance restrictions, the Taiwan issue, controversial remarks made by Chinese ambassador to Seoul, Xinhai Ming. I won't get into the details Mm -hmm. now here. Uh, If Park and Wang do get together, and uh, they are likely to also address North Korea's advancement of nuclear and missile development, and also the trilateral security cooperation between South Korea, the US and Japan, probably Beijing is not really fond of that. Also, uh, Beijing is likely to seek ways to stabilize its supply chain network, especially amid China's recent curbs on overseas sales of gallium and germanium elements essential to making semiconductors. So, uh, while many differences will remain, observers believe that the talks, if held, will be meaningful in that it will mean a restoration of senior-level diplomatic dialogue that was virtually suspended this year.
0: Yeah, uh, the cons- consensus is despite these sour ties between Seoul and Beijing right now especially because uh, since he started the, start the un administration we've seen uh, the, the south Koreans get a little bit closer to the united states or in japan and then uh, china hasn't been very happy with this but Still, the relations is much better compared to the U.S. and China. And as you see, as you mentioned, so uh, U.S. right now, I mean, they're they're kind of in a pickle right now because they've decided to restrict the export of these key materials. Right. Uh, you mentioned the gallium and germanium, which is very, very crucial in mm. developing these semiconductors. And so being that right now, Seoul and uh, Beijing, despite the fact that it has soured a bit, it's still relatively OK. And also, uh, if you've noticed, and uh, China has been kind of reaching out to Seoul, saying, listen, I understand you guys are kind of inching closer to U.S., but our our ties are very important. There's much that we need to talk about and so forth. And so hopefully uh, these talks between uh, the two sides here really, uh, Mm. I guess, uh, resolve some of the, uh, the diplomatic row that right. we've seen in the few months here.
1: And I also uh, just recently I think saw uh South Korea's foreign minister Park Jin on uh, television on uh, during an interview mentioning that there's no reason for China uh, and South Korea to, you know, have these soured relations right now. And I think similar comments came from Beijing as well. And uh, I just on a side note, uh, the first time that I saw um uh, China's foreign Minister or former foreign minister Wang. Yi was actually at the ARF, mm-hmm. and uh, I did find that he's very charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing, SJ? Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: and I think back then he had bilateral talks with foreign minister Yung Byung Se, former foreign minister Yung Byung Se of South Korea. Mm-hmm. I just hope that there is going to be some chemistry between Park and Wang at well, the ARF this time around.
0: Well, we, we can argue. We can argue that uh, the sour ties between Seoul and Beijing happened because largely due to Washington right i mean i mean Washington has been sort of restricting Seoul from uh doing any co- there was export controls on semiconductor goods uh there was a number of issues and so there was a lot of cases where there was nothing that Seoul could do because i mean it was Washington controlling everything and so uh hopefully the charismatic uh Wang Yi <laughs> Oh, uh, good talks with the other charismatic fellow in the, uh, <laughs> Pakchin. there. Uh, let's move on, talk about other issues. As you know, uh, President Yoon Yeol has been very busy. Uh, not only did he take part in the NATO summit, uh, but also he made his official visit to Poland on Wednesday uh, following his attendance again at the NATO summit in Lithuania. Uh, Poland is seen as a key export hub. Uh, in Europe for Korean batteries. Uh, Not to mention we've been seeing Poland uh, certainly importing a large number of uh, military goods from South Korea as well. Uh, Some in-depth talks on economic cooperation are expected to take place between the leaders. Raji, uh, you have more. All
2: right. So Poland is a key uh, bridgehead for Korean battery makers to enter the European market and has recently emerged as Korea's key trade partner in the region as well. Now, there are growing calls for strengthened strategic cooperation with the country through summit diplomacy as expectations rise for additional large-scale cooperation in defense, nuclear power plants, as well as uh, the reconstruction of Ukraine. Now, according to the Korea International Trade Association and the Korea Trade Investment Promotion Agency, uh, Korea and Poland are rapidly developing economic ties in the area of Uh, electric vehicle batteries in particular. Now, a major turning point in the bilateral relationship between Korea and Poland, in fact, came in 2016. That's when LG Energy Solution built a 5 gigawatt hour uh, automotive battery plant in Roslów of Poland. Am am I pronouncing that correctly? You've
0: probably done it a better job than I would have done.
2: Okay. (laughs) And started operations the following year in this plant. And afterwards, its partners also expanded activities in the country and Poland became home to the K battery cluster uh, to target Europe, uh, which is the world's second largest battery market. Now trade statistics also clearly show how the battery sector has transformed the economic cooperation between the two countries because Korea's exports to Poland poland surged to 7.86 billion dollars last year that's more than 2.5 times uh, that of 2016 when korean battery companies were yet to make full advances into the country and last year uh, cathode materials accounted for 27.2 percent with 2.14 billion dollars of korea's total exports going to poland and uh, cathode materials are as we know pro- uh, processed in korea before being sent for experts to local fat- factories and made into battery cells
0: yeah so we sort of forgot that korea and poland were collaborating so much on the, uh, the battery uh, sector because after the war in ukraine broke out i mean concerning the fact mm. that poland uh, does share a border with ukraine there was a whole lot of cooperation between the two countries kind of in the uh, defense sector rather than the battery sector. And as I mentioned earlier, Poland has become a big buyer in Korea's uh, military goods.
2: Right. So after the outbreak of the Russia-Ukraine war, the bilateral cooperation centered on batteries rapidly expanded into the defense sector as Poland decided to purchase a large number of Korean-made weapons. Now, Korea's arms experts to Poland last year stood at $410 million, and those in the first five months of this year uh, At 340 million US dollars, and in just over a year, arms exports to Poland totaled 750 million dollars. That is. And uh, owing to cathode materials and defense exports, Korea saw a $6.77 billion trade billion of trade surplus with Poland last year. And so this made Poland Korea's seventh largest trade partner after Vietnam, the U.S., Hong Kong, India, Singapore, and the uh, Philippines. And it has become a European partner, generating the largest trade surplus. And Poland is at the same time also accelerating investment in energy as well as transportation infrastructure and the environment uh, using uh, EU funds as well. And Korean companies are actively pursuing business participation in renewable energy such as hydrogen and construction. And like I mentioned earlier, uh, Poland borders Ukraine and is thus expected to play a key role in the reconstruction of Ukraine after the war which draws much attention in the international community, including South Korea. So for this reason, there are increasing voices stressing the need and importance of building strategic cooperation it, it, with Poland in advance.
0: At the same time, uh, President Yoon soong having pledged for close cooperation with Poland and his support for Ukraine. So well. you have the details for this?
1: Right. Uh, so, President Yoon made that vow when speaking to a Polish daily, the Jet Pospolita. Correct me if I'm wrong with this one. Again, you would have done a
0: better <laughs> job pronouncing that than I have.
1: Well, uh, he did that as he embarked on his official visit to Poland, of course. So, basically, he promised continued support for Ukraine through cooperation with Warsaw, referring to it as one of the front runners in Uh, supporting nations in Europe. Poland and Ukraine share borders again, and Poland has been one of the leading countries in providing strong political, economic, and military aid to Ukraine, as well as in lobbying efforts to implementing sanctions against Russia. Uh, President Yoon said that South Korea and Poland have spoken in one voice in driving international peace as value partners to defend freedom and democracy. He also mentioned that the partnership between Korea and Poland is not limited to the economic and trade sector and expressed his wish to cooperation after the Ukraine war comes to an end, meaning in the peace settlement and reconstruction process. He also underlined that Poland has developed into one of the largest sources of Korea's trade surplus, as we mentioned, and that mostly thanks to the rise in exports in the defense sector. And he referred in specific to the scale of contracts for K-2 tanks and K-9 self-propelled howitzers. And this, uh, due to this really mega deal signed Mm -hmm. last Mm year, Uh, the deal being estimated at 20 trillion won, or roughly 15.6 billion US dollars. And uh, that, again actually being connected to President Yoon's pledge to support Ukraine because we know that uh, South Korea has been for a long time saying that it won't uh, be uh, supporting Ukraine with um, weapons. However, we've been seeing these um, trades going on with the countries nearby Ukraine that are helping Ukraine with weapons such as Poland.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so that was kind of the thing where South Korea is indirectly right, assisting them with mm-hmm. uh, these military-grade uh, weapons. But it is is interesting because uh, all of sort of last year was when Uh, South Korea's exports of military goods have been kind of on the rise. And Poland was probably one of the first, if not the first countries out there uh, to make these orders. And uh, they were very aggressive with these purchases. And the orders went out very quickly. And Poland was very happy with the way that the orders were being processed. And so they were ordering more and more. And it seems like other current uh, countries, especially uh, in the Eastern European areas, they're uh, very much keen on purchasing uh, military goods from uh, South Korea. So, uh, you know, the consensus right now is moving forward that South Korea uh, main export moving forward you know we've been seeing sort of a slowdown in the semiconductor sector but uh, export of military goods is gonna be the next big thing for South Korea so right.
1: if I mean just a, a big deal with Poland regarding these uh, uh, these arms products is uh, putting is ranking Poland uh, higher on the rank regarding South Korea's trade partners, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. that really means that K defense could really become big in the future. And that's
0: one country, right? It's one yeah, country. And so, I mean, the, you know, the, the reports are saying that there are other countries that are very much keen on it. And mm. so, I mean, it might not be on par with maybe some of like the German made ones or the US made ones, but uh, it's, uh, you know, maybe just as good, but on a cheaper price is what and the, the benefits fast of that. Also and it, too. it's made very fast mm-hmm. and that's what poland was very very surprised exactly. about. I already made the order a couple of months ago and it's already <laughs> out there right let's talk north korea because i jinxed it a couple of days ago i said man north korea they're so quiet these days i'm really enjoying mm-hmm. the the nice peaceful calm uh, korean peninsula well a day after that uh, north korea fired at the time what was re- uh, reported as unidentified but intercontinental ballistic missile mm-hmm. north korea announced that it did test fire a new solid fueled ICBM BMD Hazong 18. Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. Uh, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un reportedly inspected the launch site as well. Uh, No sign of his daughter Kim Ju-ae this time, but uh, Ji, fill us in on the latest.
2: Sure, so North Korea conducted a test launch of a new solid-fuel intercontinental ballistic missile, the Hwasong-18, in the presence of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, according to the country's official newspaper, the Rodong Sinmun, and also its state media, the Korean Central News Agency. Now, this is the second Time North Korea has test fired a solid fueled Hwasong 18. Uh, The first was back in April. And the media outlet also claimed that the missile ascended to a maximum peak altitude of over 6,600 kilometers and flew for about 74 minutes and 51 seconds for a distance of 1,200 kilometers, uh, landing precisely in the targeted waters off the East Sea. Now, the test launcher said the first stage was set for a standard ballistic flight and the second and third stages for a high angle flight, adding that it was fired at a high angle rather than a normal angle. And earlier, the South Korean military estimated that the missile fired by the North Korean uh, government over the EC. Uh, Yesterday was a long-range ballistic missile, and Japan analyzed that the missile flew for one hour and 14 minutes, making it the longest flight time of any missile in history. Now, meanwhile, photos in North Korean media showed North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. He was accompanied by his wife Lee Seul-ju and others at the test launch site, but this time there were no signs of his daughter Chui.
0: So when we talked about this yesterday and the launch of the ICBM, we didn't say it was a solid fueled uh, Hwasong-18 ICBM just yet but they were saying that it was in response to uh, you know the U.S. spy plane intruding over to the EEZ that uh, you know Kim Jong jong was very much upset about but North Korea explained their reason for why it launched Hwasong-18 and it was not what we had initially expected or at least this is the message that they gave out.
2: Right, so Pyongyang's media called the launch a part of strengthening its right to self-defense to thoroughly deter the hostile forces' dangerous military maneuvers. So in other words, it's part of the right of self-defense to respond to all the military threats uh, from the United States and South Korea. It also pointed to the Washington Declaration, which outlined measures to strengthen deterrence against North Korea as the reason for their missile provocation. Uh, It cited specific reasons as well, such as the fact that the U.S. is plotting to use nuclear weapons against North Korea, and that the U.S. is deploying nuclear submarines and nuclear strategic bombers to the Korean Peninsula. And it also threatened to continue its military offensive against the United States as well as South Korea. And in this regard, the KCNA reported that Kim Jong-un affirmed that the DPRK will continue to carry out a series of powerful military offensives until the U.S. and South Korea recognize in despair the shameful defeat of their feudal uh, anti-DPRK hostility policy and abandon it. These are actually the expressions of the media outlet. And the launch of the hwasong 18 also appears to be an attempt to build internal cohesion within North Korea, uh, which failed to launch a reconnaissance satellite in May, given that Kim claimed success in a strategic weapon system test ahead of the 70th uh, anniversary of the Victory Day on April 27th.
0: Uh, July 27th, I believe. Oh. They call it Victory oh. Day. It's yes. Armistice Day. Mm-mm. We call it Armistice Day, but you know, North Korea goes, we won the war. And so mm-hmm. they call it uh, Victory Day. It's going to come out in uh, uh, July 27th in just right. a bit. So it is interesting though, I mean, because yes, the failed reconnaissance satellite launch was, I guess, disappointing for North Korea, but it is kind of normal for uh, some of the other countries out there with major space programs to fail their fair launch. But, uh, you know, for many people out there wondering where the second launch is going to happen, I mean, it's, right now is not the good time, right? It's mm. monsoon season, weather is really bad, and it uh, seems like North Korea yesterday, they picked the one day that it wasn't raining to shoot the ICBM. <laughs> right. So uh, let's shift our focus to the economy this time. South Korea's central bank are keeping its key interest rates unchanged. Uh, this for the fourth straight time on this thursday so let's get the latest
1: right the bank of korea at its monetary policy meeting this thursday announced another key interest rate freeze maintaining it at 3.5 percent for the fourth straight time so it has been at 3.5% in April, mm-hmm. February, and May. Uh, so definitely a clear frozen path, if I may, uh, following seven hikes in a row since April last year. And the main reason for the freeze comes on the heels of a slow growth outlook and waning inflation. Uh, in a statement this Thursday, the central bank said, uh, quote, going forward, domestic economic growth is expected to recover gradually with private consumption continuing its modest recovery and exports improving due to the easing of the sluggishness in the IT industry. So expectations of a continuous freeze for the months to come is highly likely and no more hikes, but also it's not being ruled out though, uh, having in mind the U.S. Federal Reserve's rate increase as well as household debt issues. And uh, we know there is currently I think a 1.75 percentage point gap between mm-hmm, the U.S. Mm-hmm. and Korean interest rates. And in fact, after the policy settling uh, setting meeting, BOK Governor Lee Chang-yong told reporters that uh, every Uh, member of the monetary policy board did keep open the possibility of raising the base rate to 3.75%.
0: So, like... This is the the double-edged sword, right, of having uh, the Bank of Korea at least uh, freeze their rates for the fourth consecutive time, at least for the borrowers, uh, and there are many borrowers out there who went out there and purchased homes. Uh, It's good news that the rates aren't going up, but if you look at it in a different point of view, you have, like so I mentioned, the gap in the interest rate between the Bank of Korea and the U.S. Federal Reserve, because it does seem like at this time, if the Bank of Korea is going to keep it, and they did at 3.5%, the interest rate between the US Fed is going to widen at 2% because the consensus is uh, they have a FOMC meeting that is coming up later this month. Uh, The consensus is that they're going to raise it 25 basis points, hence the widening by two percentage points, uh, two percent here. Jihee, let's get the details of this because we are keeping a close eye on the U.S. Fed as well.
2: Right, so like Soa said, the current differential uh, of the interest rates between South Korea and the U.S. is 1.75 percentage points. This gap is already the largest on record. But if the U.S. Fed takes a baby step, uh, which is a 25 basis point hike, as expected at its Federal Open Market Committee meeting uh, on September... 26th, The gap will widen to two percentage points. And in theory, if the benchmark interest rate is significantly lower than that of the U.S. for a currency uh, that is not a reserve currency like the U.S. dollar, there's a greater risk of outflows of foreign investment funds in search of higher yields and a depreciation of the yuan. However, even after the interest rate differential widened to 1.75 percentage points, foreign bond funds uh, continued to flow in and the exchange rate remained relatively stable. And uh, BOK's Governor Yi Chang-yong has repeatedly emphasized that the BOK does not mechanically respond to the Korea-U.S. interest rate differential. And he even urged the media to move away from the frame that the interest rate differential determines the exchange rate after the monetary policy direction meeting in May. And most experts also agree that a rate differential of 2.0 percentage points is unlikely to disrupt foreign capital or exchange rate flows in the current environment.
0: Yeah, so the I believe the U.S. CPI recently came out and uh, dropped. It went down to the two. Oh, what was it? Uh, it was, I think, three percent. Three percent was what it was, uh, and three point zero percent, and this was below the market consensus of three point one. So they're saying that the inflation in the United States is actually easing slower, uh, faster than what they had expected, and so they're expecting that because the U.S. Fed had said that there are going to be two more rate hikes till the end of this year, and now they're saying because the uh, the U.S. CPI is slowing down a lot quicker, that there's only going to be one rate hike, and which led to, you know, the stocks going up and the U.S. dollar as well. But, you know, the U.S. Fed is saying that, "Ah, well, it's too early to tell. We could still hike it two times. And so still, we have to keep a close tab on what's going on uh, over in the U.S. Central Bank. Uh, Let's come back here in Korea because you had the medical workers uh, walkout involving tens of thousands of members of the medical union that are demanding better working conditions. Uh, So uh, tell us what the strike is about and how this is going to impact the general public.
1: Yes, uh, so this is the Korean Health and Medical Workers Union that went out for a strike. It's a two-day general strike, so Thursday and Friday. It started at around 7 a.m. this morning and involved some 45,000 nurses, nursing aides, caregivers, medical technicians, pharmacists, therapists, and other health personnel and members of the union nationwide. Uh, The union has 85,000 members. Uh, Now, despite the rain, they took to the streets, including Gwangamun Square in downtown Seoul, and they also held pre-rallies on Wednesday. So the main gist is they are demanding for an expansion of medical personnel and are criticizing the government for not complying with an agreement made in 2021 to hire more medical personnel and to improve their working environment. I don't know if you guys remember back then, 2021 was when we were in the midst of COVID-19 right so that's where we need a lot of medical staff so Mm -hmm. back then i think they came to a short term compromise uh and uh, asked the government to uh, in the future come up with that expansion and get back to talks Uh, but the medical workers argument currently is that the number of medical staff has to be enlarged in order to guarantee the safety of patients now this is the first time in 19 years that they have um, gathered for a general strike. 2004 was the last time. Uh, back then they called for a five-day workweek system. Uh, and uh, I mentioned 45,000 uh, took to the um, demonstrations, but uh, excluding essential personnel, such as those working for emergency rooms, uh, they did not participate. Right. Uh, nevertheless, there was a significant personnel shortage felt, and also an impact is even inevitable at emergency rooms because uh personnel necessary for related procedures such as examinations that emergency patients need to go through uh, have joined the strike as well. Now while the top five uh, hospitals in the capital Seoul did not take part, 18 out of 45 general hospitals deemed high-level hospitals nationwide joined uh, the strike. And the National Cancer Center, for instance, canceled all of its scheduled surgeries for two days. That's some 100 um, surgeries and Busan National University hospital sent some of its pa- uh, patients to other medical facilities that's
0: why right. I mean it's it's hard to take sides with this mm. right because I think also a large number of people do agree that especially like nurses they they get very much underpaid uh, for the amount of work that they do uh, including other medical staffs as well and, but uh, at the same time you are it is impacting some of the patients out there so uh, as this is going to be a, a two-day two strike right yeah. uh, we'll continue Continue to keep a close tap on this. Uh, we're going to end things out, as always, with some weather updates. We are expected to see more downpours of rain nationwide through the next few days. Uh, there are even related warnings have been being issued in some parts with high risk of damage. We do understand that in the Seoul metropolitan region, Overnight, It is going to rain a whole lot as well. Jihee, uh, round this out with the latest weather updates.
2: Right. So up to 400 millimeters or more of rain is expected to fall, especially in the Chungcheongnam-do and Jeollabuk-do uh, provinces until the 15th The mid rainy weather in most areas of the country. And this is according to the Korea Meteorological Administration. They had a forecast briefing uh, made earlier today. Not only are we expected to see large amounts of overall downpours, but also an intense concentration of hourly precipitation as well. And while the weather agency warned the public to prepare for possible damages caused by the days, uh, the consecutive days of heavy rain, we've already seen reports of damages here and there. So in Gwangju, uh, gas to apartments were cut off and the airport train stopped for five minutes at Keyang Station. And across the country, there were reports of small and large traffic accidents as well on the roads as well well. uh, So uh, and meanwhile, President Yoon, who's visiting Poland at the moment, ordered a transgovernmental response to the continued rainy weather. And all of you too, uh, if you're driving or just going back from work, please do be careful uh, on the way back.
0: That's right. And of course, our uh, Arirang radio uh, announcers are going to continue to give out the emergency reports for all of our listeners as well. Guys, thank you very much for your report. Please get back safe. And uh, we'll see you guys again.
1: Thank you. See you again.